Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of the Y'all Can Hear podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today are my two Christmas time co-hosts. Cold in a blanky cold. Winter Wonderland Wenzel. And today is the very first episode in a brand new Christmas time month load of content. So every episode will be Christmas themed in some form from our regular weekly episodes to our, our special extra episodes we have coming out this month. So each one of those will be Christmas themed in some form or fashion. And today's episode will be focusing on, while we think of Christmas time as a very like light, joyous, and I would say safe holiday, there are plenty other interpretations of Christmas across the world that give the holiday a different tenor, a different feeling. One would say a, a little scary and threatening in some, some capacity. We'll be talking about holiday horrors, basically different traditions from around the world that have a much different interpretation of Christmas that have like these strange, scary figures like we know of Krampus and Bellsnickel, these sort of like frightening demon-like creatures that sort of punish the, the bad children and or reward the good children. So that's sort of the theme that we'll be on today. Yeah, you know... The, the the shit that you see with the cookies, the cute little elves, Rudolph, uh, Santa and his jolly fucking cheeks, and his stupid ass laugh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, no, that's American baby shit. We're getting to some real good shit. Horror, ter- terrifying adult shit. Mine's not that scary. Shut the fuck up. Mine is absolutely terrifying, and so is Pat's, and yours is gonna be too, cold. If it doesn't make me piss my pants, you're off the podcast. You're out. Oh... I will say, from what I've seen in your character already, Cole, it's, if, if nothing else, just its visage is uh, unsettling for, I guess, certain Westerners, but uh, if you would uh, start us off with your story. My uh, story... Well, it's a tradition. It's a tradition... That uh, comes from South Wales. It, it originates. It's a wassailing, wassailing folk custom from South Wales called the Mardi Luid. It is uh, first recorded in the 1800. It's not super old, but it's it, it's old. It's just not super old. Uh, it comes from the name Holy Mary or Grey Mare. The Luid Luid part of the name. Uh, it's apparently another way to say gray and the Mari. People are thinking it's meaning like the Holy Mary, but it also could mean mayor. The people aren't really sure what's going on there. Uh, but the Mari Louis is a, it's a, a horse's skull mounted to a pole carried by someone underneath a white cloth and the cloth is long enough to conceal the pole and the person carrying it. Kind of like uh, the front half of a, a two-person horse costume that you see at uh, in all these things throughout history, uh, it's tradition performed at Christmas time by groups of people. They would form into teams to accompany the horse on its travels around the area. Uh, the teams would be uh, dressed in like uh, garb from a uh, traditional story. There, I can't. I think it's like Punch and Judy, uh, something like that. I didn't get to look into that much, but uh, they carried around house to house requesting entry through song. The homeowners would be expected to deny them, deny them entry through song with random excuses. Like you can't come in because it stinks. Uh, I farted or the milk's bad. You can't come in. The door's closed. Can't come in. But if you run out of excuses, if the homeowners relented and ran out of excuses, the team would be permitted entry 
and given food and drink. Uh, Marlouid would go absolutely bonky, bonkers, hip-hopping around the building, causing quite a ruckus indeed. Uh, also, I don't know what happens if the homeowner runs out of excuses, and uh, what what happens then if the homeowner runs out of excuses and they say, no, you cannot come in my house? Do they have legal uh, permission to just burst in and start eating their stuff? I don't know. I'm not from the uh, England. They're wild over there. It's a wasteland. Uh, but in 1888, David Jones suggested that its origins were Christian and that it had once been part of the festivities of the Feast of the Ass and the commemoration of the flight into Egypt of Mary and St. Joseph that was historically marked on 14th of January. According to Jones' idea, the Mari Louise itself represented the donkey on which Mary rode during the story. And that's the Mari Louise. Very nice. I got a picture coming through. A feast of the ass. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to include that bit because the feast of the ass, which is a thing. And uh, we will say, like 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 our cryptid episodes, each of us will be contributing a drawing of our particular traditional story. And then we will also be putting that up on our socials. I just sent my picture to the chat. Oh, it's a spooky skull uh, with a cloth and a nice little bow on its head. I like it. I really like it. Uh, don't hurt me, Mr. Skeletal. Yeah, any thoughts on the Mari Louise? It's Well, Colt, you didn't scare me. You're out. Uh, it's it, it's just not a scary time. Christmas isn't scary. Christmas is terrifying. What are you talking about? A man breaks into your house and and, and, and while you're sleeping and puts stuff randomly in your house? Like, that's terrifying. I welcome... No, I don't. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. I I am a fan of someone leaving me presents. That's it. And he rides. And and Breaking and entering, that's very uh, on a case by case. And he rides, like he rides on animals in the sky. That's insane. All Santa Claus is is a very friendly U- UPS driver. Okay? That's all he is. But I'm not scared of UPS. I am scared of a man breaking into my house while riding on a bunch of flying animals. But he left you a PlayStation 5. Where did he get it? Where is he getting the stuff? That that did you ever think about that? What if he's breaking into places, other places, killing the owners and taking their stuff to redistribute them? All right. I mean that. I mean that may. I mean that may make sense for like redistributing wealth. But what if it's just some random family that he just goes murders, takes their stuff, and then gives it to somebody else? I think you're going into the Alex Jones of Santa Claus. Or what? If, or what if? Or what? If, <laughs> what if he's making deals with the devil to get all this stuff? How does he make all this stuff? And does it in one night. No, no, that's, I don't believe it. You're a Santa denier. Your brain's small. <laughs> Santa believers are the strongest. Are you a Santa believer, Pat? Oh, well, hell yeah, I'm a Santa believer. Goddamn right. I've, I have 30 years of believing in Santa. Look at all the presents I no, get. No, no way, man. I'm going to, I'm going to sit by my, by my chimney with a gun in hand and a whiskey in the other. <laughs> Ready to take him out. <laughs> He's always going to make things difficult for himself. <laughs> or maybe Santa's going to have a difficult night. <laughs> Can't get me. If you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. You Santa denier, you are you are a heathen. This house this house doesn't have a security system. I am a security system. <laughs> okay, so that means Santa just has to come when you're not home. Yeah. 
Breaking and entering is only scary when you're there by yourself. If, if someone breaks in and you're not there, it's not as scary. Uh, I don't know if that if that's true, Pat. <laughs> uh, I mean, I say yeah. If tell I'm that home to people, and someone's <laughs> breaking in. That's ten times more scary. Oh no, no, it's no, a that, little bit more scary. Oh than yeah, someone breaking in and you just walk in after they're gone. Yeah, no. But what I'm saying is though, like you know, people's worries and fears of somebody you know, breaking in, like, if they're not home is still, you know, valid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am i don't want that. That's still scary, but it's yeah, it's less scary than someone actively breaking into my house. Oh, of course, of course. No, I, I see what you're saying. Fair. You know what? Snaps for Colt. I gave myself some. Yeah, if you can hear, I was snapping, so. I thought you were trying to light a match, but either way, very good job, Colt. Very good thank job. you, thank you. All right, Wenzel, would you be so kind as to give us your traditional story? All right, uh, let me stretch a little. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with my story. Uh, all right, let's let's go back to um, this is Eastern Europe, so probably Germany, Austria, Bavaria area, tenth um, century maybe, definitely early. You know, uh, early in the what millennium, whatever. Um, you know. Chris, uh, technically Christmas. Uh, there's the twelve days of Christmas, right? And that that starts on Christmas Day, so it's December twenty fifth to January sixth, and that's when you're supposed to celebrate. So when you're celebrating, you're supposed to uh, you're supposed to eat uh, fish and gruel uh, for twelve days, uh, especially on the uh, the sixth day, which is Epiphany Day. That is the last day. It's the twelfth day. You know, you're supposed to. Supposed to eat the aforementioned food. Uh, there's supposed to be no no spinning, which is making cloth. You know, you're not you're supposed to celebrate and be off and be fine. You know, having fun, uh, and to make sure that children are good and people are doing the festivities and you know partaking of the rituals and stuff like that. A woman, an old woman, possibly an old woman, uh, comes to your home and. Uh, she's, uh, she's beautiful, she wears white, she comes in, she, she automatically knows if you've been, uh, naughty, you know, nice, if you've done what you're supposed to, and if you have, then she leaves you a silver coin and leaves. You know, that's, that's her. But if you haven't done, uh, if you haven't done anything, if you haven't eaten your food, if you have been naughty, or if, uh, you've spun, specifically the women, if they've spun, made cloth, uh, then a beautiful woman does not come to your home. Instead, it is a haggard, possibly demonic-looking woman comes into your home. Again, she already knows. Uh, she finds the children. She cuts open their stomachs. She takes out all of their insides, all of their guts. She takes them out and replaces it with straw and pebbles, and then she leaves. That is not uh, that scary. Mine was, uh, was just a horse's skull and a cloth. This entity is known as Frau Pershta, and uh, she uh, she became uh, prominent, popular through uh, somebody you uh, someone you probably all know, Jacob Grimm, part of the Grimm brothers. Um, he brought her to the uh, you know forefront or brought her into prominence, and um, he from his um, from what he has said that it, uh, she was originally known as Bershta, which is the possible equivalent to Bershtold, who leads the wild hunt. Um, you know, uh, a, a 
squad or <laughs> a troop of elves, demons, and fairies and stuff who go on causing havoc. Um, so there's that. Also, she might be related to Frigga, a goddess who was also known for spinning. That's where we get the spinning of cloth from. Um, also Holda, which is a, another part of Grimm's fairy tales. Um, yeah, she also has uh, some helpers, you know, because it's kind of tough. It's tough going from house to house and in, in Eastern Europe where there's probably a mountainous snowy area. So she has uh, a bunch of uh, demons to help her out called the Stregley. Stregley? Stregley? Um, and what they do is that instead of cutting open their stomachs and replacing uh, with straw and pebbles, they actually rip children apart. They rip them apart and don't stop. Okay. And then they leave. Um yeah, and so uh, if you're if you're being good, you know you get money. If you're being bad, you get uh, you get maimed. So if I was a kid, I'd be terrified. I'd be absolutely yeah. shitting my pants. That's that is so. Yeah, they you know it was um, a lot of a lot of people uh, equate her to like the female equivalent of Krampus, but like even Krampus doesn't like do that. He beats kids with uh, what birch or whatever. Uh, with, um, what are they called? Switches. Um, but now nah, she just straight up, straight up uh, rips you apart, or her demon friends do. Um, this is this is just a sketch I could get of her face because I want to include her uh, Strigelli. I think that's what they're called. Her demon friends. Um, but yeah, it was uh, looking this up. It was um, it was pretty interesting. Um, just because of like how um, possibly like ancient this is, because this like this. Like, this originates all the way back to the 10th century. Like, that's that's crazy. Um, and, like, uh, a lot of, you know, there's still a lot of debate as to whether um, she is uh, kind of, like, um, a Christian. Might might be, like, kind of... Be well, because the, the, the sixth day... The not the sixth day. January 6th, the 12th day, is Epiphany. But that's also known as Perch Day. And because... That is when, um, you know, that timeline right there of when she's um, most known for, most prominent, most celebrated, I don't know. Um, they think that's not uh, that's not pre-Christian, but, like, I don't know. She is really weird. I will say cause, because there's a lot of, like, rural beliefs that sort of intermingled with Christianity when it was introduced to, like, all these sort of alpine countries. So, like... A lot of times, because they are so like deeply like interconnected now, it's like it's really hard to pinpoint like where one started to like get down to the root of it. Because um, I know from what I remember reading, because we have a because we have a sort of I have sort of like a tangential spirit. Because like perched uh, comes from like uh, a corruption of the old German word for epiphany, which is um, forgive me, Geberata not, which is night of shining forth or manifestation. So, like, it's it's weird sort of, like, the, I guess the anthropology of, like, a lot of these creatures or in stories and traditions. Yeah, and, like, and that's the thing is, like, when it comes to the, uh, like you said, like, religions or mythologies uh, concerning the, the Alpine regions, um, you know, specifically Eastern Europe as well, um, it's, like, there's just so much mystery, like, there's so much mystery and, like, and it's so ancient, too. It's really, um really fascinating like i said and um and like also another thing too when it comes to like this she was you know a story to scare kids but also she was like uh you know supposed to be like an upholder of cultural taboos which is like i mentioned before spinning spinning which is just you know you have that 
that um, device that uses that you use to spin cloth and stuff. And between uh, December 25th and then Epiphany, which is January 6th, uh, there was like it's prohibited to do spinning on the holidays. And so, you know, if she catches you doing that and she knows um, you're going to pay for it. Uh, she also was supposed to have like one of her feet was supposed to be bigger than the other one of her foot one of her feet one of them was supposed to be bigger than the other as a way to kind of symbolize that she can shapeshift as well which is interesting i don't know why that would mean that you could shapeshift into an animal um well actually no it says uh i'm looking at it right now strange foot symbolizes her being a higher being and that's something that's interesting is that um a lot of religions with uh people who like have like what would now be like ailments or like deformities were considered holy beings which is interesting or like they were considered um yeah holy beings or like divine figures it makes a certain plot point in uh midsummer make more sense now yeah because yeah that that was interesting too and also another thing uh what i can't remember it's like some uh, mesoamerican religion i don't want to say it's the mayans and i don't want to say the aztec um i don't want to get it wrong but there's one of the gods who was known f- uh to have like this type of um he, he was essentially they they think that he was a representative of somebody who had leprosy um and then you know when you when you look at like uh the hindu religion where you have uh or yeah their hindu religion where you have figures with um with multiple arms you know there are people who have who will have multiple arms it's just interesting that this stuff um involving human uh, mythology and uh culture Oh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, that's mine, Frau Frau Persia, uh, scary old lady. All right, and Wendell, do you want to at least describe? So, what was your like art- artistic direction for your piece? Well, like I said, you know, um, she comes to you either as a lady dressed in white, very pretty, or as an old haggard lady. But then there's also been some depictions of her looking very demonic. So I try to like blend that with like with my drawing. Uh, <laughs> she looks uh, she looks kind of youthful, and she has very um, a menacing, very toothy, sharp smile with uh, some very evil-looking eyes. I think I did really good on that. It's just the head, and she has some horns with some long hair. I Like I said, I'm going to try to do more of that. There's also been some uh, interpretations of her having two faces, which also makes sense because she is two-faced. Um, but, yeah, that's what, that's what I have. Um, there's, like, this kind of, like, darkness. I have, like, kind of, like, dark rings around her, her eyes. Not rings, but, like... Um, shadows, kind of shadowing, like kind of like mascara, but you know it's not. She's like a monster. Yeah, her, her wings are on point. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's what I have. Very nice. Snaps for Wenzel. Thank you. And mine is sort of a um, offshoot of Wenzel. So, because when I was doing mine, I was gonna kind of go into the larger history of it, but it's just some. Some very good happenstance that Wenzel did, like, sort of the forebear to my story, which is the um, Schnabelpatten, which um, is a regional variant of the Perchton from uh, Wari's Valley in Salzburg, Austria. And because they have, there's a general, like, resemblance to uh, Frau Perchta, is that what makes it different because um, Schnabelpatten means beat Perchton. And what these creatures look like and they're defined by a large a very large beat that makes up the majority of their face and their head is covered with a bonnet 
They wear knitted jackets, patched women's smocks, straw slippers, and they come uh, with a woven basket uh, strung to their back. And they carry like some accessories with them, like needles and thread, often with brooms. But the most iconic accessory they have are a giant pair of scissors. They hey, she could fight Mr. Fantastic. Uh, that that is a call forward to a bit in the future. Uh, in the future, <laughs> yeah. So keep so keep that bit in mind. So, um, but what happens when this creature is that usually uh, these creatures go door to door, and you, they announce their arrival by calling "ga ga ga ga" in like a monotonous tone. And there's usually like a a, a pack of them, uh, all uh, coming with brooms and and needles and uh, mostly with giant scissors and. Much like Frau Pertz said, they go to each household to see if they've been uh, maintained properly with floors swept, furniture dusted. And if so, if so happened that the homeowners have not been keeping a tidy house, the Schnabelpatschen would then will clean the home, very thoughtful, but then they would use their giant scissors to cut open the occupant's stomachs, take all the dirt, grime, and debris from the house cleaning, and then shove it back into the person's newfound cavity. What the fuck? Ew. And uh, like Wenzel said, with the person, they're very um, connected to the holiday of, of Epiphany, which is the uh, at the which is the very end of the twelve days of Christmas. And Epiphany, for anybody who don't know, it's a holiday that what it celebrates is different depending on what part of the world you live in. For Western Christianity, it's a holiday celebrating the adoration of the Magi to the Christ Child. Or in Eastern Christianity, it's celebrating the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. So where you fall in the world is what you're celebrating. And with this tradition, largely done by young men in the community as they dress up as the creatures... Um, they, they usually make a big show of making the beaks, which is sort of like bound from large sticks and like linen. And basically they, they trap, they sort of like basically dress in drag and they go around to like towns and, um, go out through the towns to the homes and business in the community and like playfully threaten the occupants and the keeping up their good cleaning habits. Cause I, I watched a couple of videos of like these group of five or six men, they go through like homes and restaurants and they sort of like chase people around and prod them with their giant scissors and like tease the children and whenever they're done with the home or they have been given sufficient evidence that this has been a well-maintained domicile they'll be sort of given like small treats like drinks or cigarettes or like little uh, candies like that with this particular variant of, of Frau Perchton they believe in the area it started back from the uh, valley's gold mining days and it may have been started out of a desire to encourage cleanliness and good housekeeping in mining households because, like, obviously, if you're working underground with dirt and grime, it becomes very easy for a house to become in disarray. Mm. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why this sort of tradition sort of spilled over into this particular part of Austria. And as for where the beat version came from... Because, like I said, Schnabelpertschen means Beek Pertschen. Because in a lot of depictions of Frau Pertschen and just Pertschen in general, they are often depicted like with like long, hooked noses, and they believe that sort of evolved into like a more avian-like appearance. Because um, a lot of people think that the, the beak-like nose of Pertschen comes from this like association in classic mythology, like Greek and Roman mythology, of um, of the bird Strix or Stridges, which is like these um predatory birds essentially there's like basically they're birds of ill omen um and modern thinking people believe those to be like certain kinds of owls in the area basically there's these owls that come out at night and feed on blood and flesh and they think 
this bird-like interpretation of perched uh, is sort of stem from those old stories being sort of like woven into pre-existing myths because like we said with a lot of these stories and just sort of like traditions and mythologies in general how like because people travel and a lot of people come in and out like all these stories sort of mingle together so it's kind of hard to decipher where they all come from but that's the general line of thinking where sort of the the bird beak like version of Preston come from that's really neat that's really interesting and and just watching some of the videos they have of the like Schnabel Patton actors sort of going through the town, it's really sort of funny. And and, and honestly, it's very surreal because you see like these giant, sort of like these slow lumbering like bird people, like just like calling out in like a, this ghostly voice, ga ga ga. And it's like it's 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 so out of the ordinary from what we as like I guess like Americans do with like our big holidays because it's like it's. It's very theatrical. It's very sort of involved with the community. So it's it's a it's a kind of a shot to the system for like for I guess like what we know Christmas to be. And I'm about to drop my um, picture in chat. So here comes the Schnabel Patchton. I will say that uh, the Gaga Ga is not very different from a Lady Gaga fan. Uh, they make those sounds too. Oh, so this is my version of the Schnabel Patch. Wow, that looks uh, that looks sick, Pat. What the fuck? Yeah, for um, but like I said, we we will be we'll be putting our pictures online. Basically, the you see like this sort of like very sort of humble attire that would be of like a would been worn by women of like sort of the older days in the uh, I guess eighteen nineteen hundreds and uh, even older. It has like a bonnet. It has like a thick wool sweater, mittens, like vest, and like several layers of like dress and aprons, like woven straw shoes and the woven basket. And the basket is usually where they would carry all their implements, like like their brooms, their baskets, or like where they would threaten to um, steal away any children that were misbehaving. And because like they carried this giant pair of scissors, it reminded me a lot of the villain from the clock tower video games if, if y'all are familiar with those no no i know what they are but i i, I haven't seen anything on them they kind of remind me of something out of silent hill or um you know i i feel like pat shared because i looked this up uh i feel like he's shared this before with us it's very or maybe i've seen it somewhere but man very uh very nice drawing pat and very cool pick oh, thank you thank you and um to me, one of the, one of the frightening, like like an idea, I kind of thought to elaborate the horror of it, is like you just see this giant like beak mouth, but when it opens, you just see like a human mouth at the very back of the uh, the beak, and that's one that's one of the the side doodles on this one, because like honestly, this would be like spooky in itself, and then like they can they can really easily make this into like a to a horror game or a movie. I'd be interested to watch uh, that. Story. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Oh, man, there's a group of these things with giant scissors. Yeah, I know who I'm calling to fight uh, a plastic or elastic person. Yeah, if you're made of any sort of pliant material, you may be in danger of the schnapple. Oh, passion. something else, too. Uh, Santa always knows whether we're naughty or nice. He's watching us all the time. That's weird as well. He knows when you are sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So just be good, for goodness sake, okay? But the thing is, is that he knows when we're all beaten one out. <laughs> and he still gives us presents? That's weird. Man, Santa, please stop watching. Yeah, nah, now it's creepy. It will, honestly, it just prepares children 
of a lifetime known that they're being constantly monitored by everything they do online and uh, by the government at large. So it, it eases children into that surveillance state. You know, I imagine him eating a cookie while he's watching us take a shit. Slowly. Santa's also like the dead relative thing where ever since I was little, you always have like your insert names looking down upon you. I don't know when they're looking down upon me. Don't look it down upon me when I'm doing my own thing, please. Don't look at me. You know what? Just don't look at me. That's Close your eyes. You just have an umbrella. The horror of being known. Do not. Pretty much. What if you just had a magic umbrella so like God can never see you? That'd be pretty cool. Then again, also, I guess it confirms the existence of God. Hey, God. I don't know. I'm just saying. Some deity. Kevin. Kevin. You get a magic umbrella that blocks you out from being seen by a deity, but you don't get to choose which one. Oh, yeah. Oh. That means that one's going to really like you, and he's going to like, why don't they like this guy? Like, he does nothing but just play video games. He never says bad words. <laughs> he's cool. Well, I think we gave a good interpretation of what other types of holiday traditions are out there. Some are definitely much more intense than what we're used to here stateside. But I, but thank you, both of you, for giving your stories. Was, those are very interesting. Thank you, Pat, for giving yours. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, very welcome. And like I said, uh, every episode this month will be somehow Christmas informed. We're talking about candies and movies and other <laughs> very special things this month. So please look forward to those. We have our uh, our friends stopping by, some a- AYCH favorites. Uh, they'll be joining us as well. So be looking forward to all that. There'll be a lot of content coming your way this month. Because it's Christmas time, it's time of giving, and we're giving you a lot to look forward to this month. So thank you very much for listening today, and we hope you continue to listen this month. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catchers out there. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe on all those platforms. It really helps us out, keeps us up high in the algorithm, puts in front of new faces, new ears, and just keeps the show going in general. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on Letterboxd and Facebook at All You Can Hear. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear. And all of our old VODs from Twitch are available anytime you want to watch on YouTube, which is also at All You Can Hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. And my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name, Colt, for me on Twitter, Colt D00. Uh, let's just just close your eyes. Picture this. Uh, Santa Claus left a Ferrari under your Christmas tree. Not in good condition. It's used. It's on fire. That man fucked up. Santa's... It's Further we go, I don't know what the hell he's doing in my house. Yeah, what right? What are you doing in my house, Santa? Colt, I think someone just drove a Ferrari into your house. You know, you think... Now that I think about it, this isn't even a person at all that's driving. It's a monkey. There's a monkey driving. It's a spider monkey. Don't don't put it on the monkeys, man. Do not put that on the monkeys. I think Santa Claus is actually a bunch of monkeys in uh, one uh, suit, okay? Ooh, I like that, actually. Yeah. You can't say it's not true. So, yeah, I'm a Santa denier, I guess. Thank you for listening. You can follow me, Wenzel, on Twitter at WenzelWilking. Follow my art on Instagram at uh, World of Wednesday. Um I also have link trees on both of those, so you can go check out my Goodreads, my Letterbox, and whatever else on there. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And um, make sure you stop your spinning now. If you if if catch you spinning, you're going to lose your uh, your organs.
Let me into your house. All right. Uh, thank you all so much. I'm talking to you very, very soon. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>